See, before I draw the line, let me welcome you close to all the folks who knew Obama, so the people of hopes gave the money to suckers while our community still poor. Withdrew the troops but started another war, Back to work, Stampede, and may the devil take the hindmost. Reopening schools and workplaces without proper safety measures highlights the government's true priorities. In a state of panic over the mounting bad news for the British economy, the government is trying to stampede employees back to work, without even a ghost of a plan to explain just how any of the essential measures to protect workplace safety are to be enforced upon employers. The tragic death of a young mother working at London Victoria's station highlights the perils faced by workers whose jobs involve interaction with the public. Belly Mujunga developed COVID-19 after being spat at by a member of the public. Her needless death focused attention on the corner-cutting practices engaged in Govia Thameslink Railway, GTR. The TSSA, the railway union representing office workers and sales staff, drew attention to GTR's failure to protect its staff, with bosses ordering employees to work on the crowded concourse and clean down ticket machines without providing suitable protective gear and failing to enforce social distancing. The union reports that many people working in Victoria Station are now fearful for their safety. Figures issued by the Office for National Statistics make it clear that it is those jo whose jobs necessitate physical proximity to members of the public or to their workmates, jobs which are frequently dismissed as unskilled labour, who are most at risk from the disease. Men in low-paid manual jobs are four times more likely to die from the virus than are men in professional jobs. Work women working as carers are twice as likely to die of the virus as are relatively more privileged women occupying professional and technical roles. High up in the risk league are jobs like supermarket checkout staff, construction workers, cleaners, security guards, bus drivers and plant operatives. In other words, all the people without whose toil society would soon grind to a halt. It is workers like these who, even before the current effort to shivvy everyone back to work kicked in, have routinely been threatened with the sack if they dare to self-isolate in order to shield vulnerable relatives from the potential exposure to the disease. Bosses seek to justify this cruel blackmail by referring to Public Health England guidance stating that the staff with vulnerable family members can go to work provided they keep two metres apart at home and at work. But if you work somewhere like a care home or a school, or if your family is crammed into a tiny flat at home, then social distancing goes out of the window. Unison has highlighted the case of a care worker who is self-isolating to protect his wife, a nurse. He told the union, quote, I need to work, but need to protect my family first. I have a wife, a six-year-old, and new baby on the way. We live together in a one-bedroom flat. My managers say I don't qualify for the furlough scheme, and as a migrant worker, I don't qualify for help from the state, so I have no income. We don't even qualify for food parcels for my young son. Unquote. Also caught up in the back-to-work stampede are now our teachers and pupils, with the government dictating arbitrary deadlines for, for a return to school without pop proper consultation with the unions and justified on the back of some very dubious science. This was highlighted in the joint statement from teachers' unions. Quote, 
Uniquely, it appears school staff will not be protected by social distancing rules. Fifteen children in a class combined with their very young age means that classrooms of four and five-year-olds could become sources of COVID-19 transmission and spread. While we, d while we know that children generally have mild symptoms, we do not know enough about whether they can transmit the, the disease to adults. We do not think that the government should be posing this level of risk to our society." Unquote. But the social risk posed by a premature and badly planned mass return to work across all sectors weighs lightly for a government that exists to protect the interests not of society, but of those who sweat profit from the labour of others.